1: This is a Lip Media podcast.
0: Sit, boo, 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 sit. I'm a doctor. Some bad hat hair. It's a cool story. Not a doctor. Bye. Have a beautiful day. From you, Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron
1: Man. Iron Man.
0: Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast the dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordas. I'm Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing Killing Eve Season 3. Mm-hmm. Damask,
1: yes. how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I've had a very lazy day, which involved, as soon as I woke up, I watched... The Floor is Lava? Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah.
0: New show on Netflix.
1: I really enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> what? So explain what The Floor is Lava to people who don't know.
1: Um, so it's a super cheesy game show in which groups of three enter a room in which The Floor is Lava, so it's kind of an obstacle course. Mm. They have to traverse to make it to the end to win $10,000.
0: And so what would this be akin to? There was that wipeout show, which kind of reminds mm, me of the way it's Which I come down. used to love. And it kind of has a bit of a vibe of, because the white pad show was just padded stuff moving,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah. There's way more theme to this. Like yes. the one I've watched, I've watched like half the first episode, mm-hmm. was like very Indiana Jones themed. Very there much was, so it
1: was a pyramid, there was Easter Island heads, there was like um, the Ark of the Covenant, yeah. and yeah, stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that side of it because it makes me think more of like a kids' game yes. show. Yeah, well, that
1: seems like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this would be so much fun.
0: Totally. Because yeah. what else have we watched recently? <gasps> that's in a similar vein. It's
1: that Jedi training one. I don't know the exact name. Jedi
0: it. The- Temple. Uh, Jedi Temple Challenge. I think it is something like oh, that. It's.
1: So- I loved it. Free on YouTube. I loved it so so much. So this is definitely
0: this is a kids this show version, kid's show. but it's yeah. like a Star Wars themed version of what um, Escape from the Hidden Temple. I think was the show that other countries had. We had
1: we had amazing. We had
0: amazing, which mm-hmm. was sort of in a similar vibe, but like. Yeah, work your way through these puzzles in teams of two. Kids are definitely like- You make like- your-
1: As you go along, you collect bits to make your lightsaber. Yeah, the
0: Star Wars theme of it's amazing because it's- Is it Armored Best? The guy who played uh Jar, Jar Binks yeah. is the host. Mm-hmm. There's like a couple of droids involved. Mm-hmm. You make it's your lightsaber. so much fun. You get your kyber crystal, there's holocrons, yeah. you're on a Star Wars <laughs> ship. It's fucking awesome. It is
1: great, yep. That's, that's
0: stuff. I'm glad that's back. I mm. would kill for an adult's version of amazing to come- no, yeah, to come to Australia to go, I would die to go on that show. Me
1: too. I would train for. At least a day just I'll, to get on that show. There mm-hmm.
0: was, I want to know, I wonder if the other shows had this, a giant keyboard to type your answers out on, playing
1: oh, yeah, of course. Mario mm-hmm.
0: Kart on the Super Nintendo <laughs> for points, trying to find secret keys to win Game Boys, like mm-hmm. legitimately let, make the prizes Game Boys. I still. mean,
1: I was just waiting the whole episode for when they do the final challenge of like finding the keys in that yes, like kind yes. of jungle space. Oh, my God. Loved it, was, it loved al- it,
0: loved it. Always one behind the cactus. Always. All right. Let's get to our spoiler-free review of Killing Eve Season 3. Let me clue you in. Season in review... Another season, another cliffhanger to resolve, and another new showrunner. Replacing Emerald Fennell as head writer for Season 3, who herself replaced Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Season 2, is Suzanne Heathcote, who, like Fennell, had not written on the show beforehand. Season 3 also introduces a smattering of new cast members, including Raj Bajaj, Turlo Convery, Stephen Pemberton, Danny Sapani, Harriet Walter, Camille Cotton, and Gemma Whelan. Killing Eve Season 3 consists of eight episodes, each coming in at around 42 minutes, and took us approximately five hours and 35 minutes to watch. Killing Eve has officially been renewed for a fourth season with another new showrunner in Laura Neal, who did write three episodes on this season. So, before we get into our review of Season 3, what do you think of Season 1 and 2 of Killing Eve, Damask?
1: I love Season 1 so, 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 so much. Um, It blew my mind. I was excited... Quiet. I think I, it
0: blew more than your mind. Hello.
1: Memory. It certainly did. Thank you, Broderick, for coming down to my level. I appreciate that.
0: Coming down to your oh, level? Okay, too
1: much. Back <laughs> it up. <laughs> um, you You're know, away I th- from me. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was so funny and wonderfully balanced with the horror. Um, yeah, it, it was my favourite show or at least one of my favourite shows of that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, season two, I still really enjoyed, although certainly not as much as season one. Season one, to me, is practically perfect in every way. Season two was not, um, but I still really enjoyed it. What cool. about you,
0: Brad? Uh, similarly, really, similarly, I really enjoyed season one. Thought it was super fun, sharply written, and there was incredible chemistry between those two mm. leads. Not quite as into it as you were, but Homophobe. definitely a long yeah. for the ride. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> definitely why. Uh, I... Didn't enjoy season two as much. I didn't think it was as fun and Mm -hmm. lost a bit of its edge, but it did have a very good ending. And I was looking forward to where season three went with Mm. things. With that in mind, Damask, would you like to give your spoiler free review for Killing Eve season three? Go for it.
1: I would. In my season one review, which we've just mentioned, I praised the humor in Killing Eve, but what really blew me away was how they were able to make Villanelle a very real threat. It was a, Both of those aspects, the laughs and the horror, working perfectly in tandem that made this show thrilling. The show hasn't been as funny as season one for a little while, but what makes me really sad is that they have castrated Villanelle. I am no longer filled with terror when she walks into a room, wondering with a nauseating glee what on earth is she going to do? Gone are the days in which she felt invincible, going unnoticed by trained guards to violently murder someone frantically hiding from her. Gone are the days in which she felt like the unstoppable killer that could seemingly turn into smoke. It was that terror and excitement that made her alluring, both to Eve and the audience. The show has somehow taken the electric chemistry that Owen Coma once had, and now all that's left is the depressing fart-like sound a deflating balloon makes. I can't remember why Eve is obsessed with Villanelle. I can't remember why Villanelle once loved to be admired by Eve. We start off season three with a good motivation for Eve to dive deeper into the world of espionage and secret societies of powerful people who control the world, but it doesn't go anywhere interesting. No, 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 no.
0: It doesn't go Anywhere. Anywhere.
1: (laughs) Indeed, sir, indeed. The cat and mouse game I once enjoyed is now replaced with the most boring parts of James Bond films that I can never track or remember. But I also get the sense that the show feels the same way. The show itself doesn't seem to think it's interesting. So what are we focusing on? I'm not really sure. I know where it's ending because it ends in vaguely the same way that every single other season does. Did our characters grow this season? I mean, we learned a little more backstory, but I'm not sure that counts as growth. We have betrayal and stuff, but nothing that feels impactful because the journey to get there was boring and murky. And that's the problem, I think, is that something that once was my favourite show has been dulled to a story that I was reluctant to watch past the first episode. This show is fine and totally enjoyable to watch for what it is, but when compared to what it once was and the way it left me speechless, God damn, it's disappointing. And yes, I think they finally have killed Eve, the show.
0: Wow. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> uh, I was worried after season two that Killing Eve had sort of lost its edge. What made it so intoxicating in season one wasn't quite as present in season two. But with performers as strong as Sandra Oh, Jodie Comer, Fiona Shaw and Kim Bodnia. Bodnia. Surely the show would be able to refine what made it special to begin with or at least find a new norm that was equally as engaging. By the end of season 3 I'm feeling very little at all really and can only wonder if this premise only had one great season in it. In a general sense killing Eve just isn't much fun anymore exactly echoing what you were saying. Uh, it's not a complete bore Jodie Comer in particular is excellent, as always, possibly even better than ever performance-wise, I think, giving Villanelle a playfully unhinged charm with a surprising amount of depth when the show decides to go digging, but nothing else around her is really keeping up anymore, and I do agree with you about the castrating of Mm. Villanelle. She isn't as dangerous. Even season two, I felt they did some things to have to sort of neuter her a little bit or muzzle her, maybe is a better term for Mm -hmm. it, in terms to to bring her into some of the, the other characters of the show. But there was still a very unpredictable and dangerous nature about her that I think we've lost a Mm -hmm. lot of with her. I think they try and capture it a couple of times, but it's never as compelling or as convincing, I don't think. Uh, uh, Sandra O's Eve Palastri particularly suffers this year. There are story reasons to put the character in a bad place, but for my money, the creators have just forgotten how to have any fun with her. One of the best aspects of the original season was Eve's keen observations, which worked to make her great at profiling serial killers, but also meant she was fucking funny. Mm. I remember laughing, or at least smiling a lot ...in this show, but those instances are few and far between now. If the laughs aren't coming, at least keeping things compelling or exciting would help. Where did the admittedly light detective work go? What happened to all the horny? And why has (laughs) Eve become a passenger in her own story? Apparently, it's to make room for a stale, vague, and so far worthless shadow organisation conspiracy. Why? Why? I'm not angry, but I am disappointed, and finding myself less and less enthused to spend time in this show. Something that started so good has gradually become rather unremarkable. I just keep coming back to a single word I wrote as the credits rolled on the last ep. Whatever. <laughs> I have a question before we get to our spoiler For section. For me? In general, just discussion point. Do you think it's possible that this show is suffering from a lack of creative a creative constant, a single vision pulling the story together because the thing that they're doing, which theoretically sounds interesting, is having a different showrunner every Mm. season. It's awesome the show is sort of Mm female-led and and getting lots of different voices in there. But it does seem to me that without that sort of vision or through line Mm. creatively, it's like losing its identity a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think it wouldn't have mattered as much had the – first creative injection not being as strong.
0: You mean Phoebe Waller-Bridge yes. being Phoebe Waller-Bridge? yeah. exactly.
1: So, if you had kind of – because I think season three certainly, but, you know, I enjoyed season two, but I think it also has this problem as well. It's like – it feels like a, a vague shadow of its former self. Mm. It's not as – the picture isn't as sharp yep. or as detailed. Um, If that had been the case from season one, I'm sure I would be like not thinking it was the best show ever, but enjoying the show. But because, yeah, it's straight out the gates was so good and so well done and had a very clear vision of what it was and what made it different, what made it really fun and interesting for people that season, certainly season three, just it's not there. So I, I think, yeah, that that's a really big problem. If you start off the way that this show started off,
0: I mean, it's all speculation, but it does concern me to some degree that none of the showrunners up until the next one have actually mm. worked on the show before they became showrunners. They that's weren't in those writers' rooms. They weren't part of the creative process. They were handed something later and then said, "Keep going with it." Mm. Which, if we learnt from Star Wars, apparently is not a great thing to do.
1: No, apparently not.
0: Um. And yeah, I guess that that worries me. I think that might be part of the problem because I just I always feel the potential's there unless of course and this as I said at the start of my my review maybe it just was never really more than a one season concept. Maybe all the best juice was used in that and they just we keep trying to squeeze and there's not much left. Mm. And that might be true too. I don't think that's true. I think they've just sort of fumbled the ball and don't really know what to do with it now unfortunately. Yeah.
1: I wonder if it was a kind of thing where Willow Bridge made season 1 mm. and then if they had just left it, like Fleabag, she might have come back to the story in a few years when she had time or was mm. inspired to write that story. And then, But they didn't want to wait and just kind of kept going without her. I don't know, but yeah. Money, I think the baby. It's yeah. all about the money. <laughs> I, th- I think the show certainly suffered for it.
0: Uh, what would you give this score-wise out of five stars?
1: I'm giving it a three.
0: I'm going to give it a 2.5. Um, I think it has lost a star every season i think i started at 4.5 mm. went down to a 3.5 i'm now at a 2.5
1: yeah i'm 4.5 four and then three
0: god i'm worried about season four <laughs> at, at, <laughs> that, on ah. that trajectory
1: look we i think we very rarely give out ones and two so it might just stay at a three or a 2.5 where'd you normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes
0: to healthcare, it pays to be extra
1: Before we dive into spoilers, we'd like to ask everyone who enjoys the podcast to please review us on Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show to grow more than by throwing five stars and maybe a couple of nice words our way.
0: And to sweeten the deal, if we reach 25 written reviews on Apple Podcasts, we will finally review Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1.
1: We would also love you to share hunting seasons with friends and family who you think might also enjoy listening.
0: Next week, we'll be back to review Rick and Morty Season 4. If you'd like to contribute to our discussion of Rick and Morty, or if you have any thoughts on Killing Eve, you can write to us or send an audio recording that we may include on a future episode to contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com or find us on Twitter at HuntingSCast. But right now, let's talk spoilers for Killing Eve Season 3.
1: You're now entering the Spoiler
0: zone. Spoiler warning, from here on we'll be discussing everything that happens in season 1 to 3 of Killing Eve. Before listening any further, we recommend watching all of Killing Eve up to this point. If you've not yet done so, proceed with caution, there are spoilers ahead. You have I been <laughs> warned. mask. Deep dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too. Do you think season 3 paid off the ending of season 2? Let's think back to how season two ended, Mm. right? First, Eve was involved in killing somebody. Yeah. That was pretty brutal. That was
1: in a very brutal way. And
0: uh, Villanelle leaves behind Constantine, I believe, to run away with Eve. Mm -hmm. They're going to start some new life together. Mm -hmm. And then in the process of running away, Eve realizes that, no, this is the worst idea ever and I am not your property. Mm -hmm. Rejects Villanelle. Yeah, Villanelle shoots her Mm -hmm. in what looks like some cordoned-off, non-public area of a tourist part of Rome, basically, some ruins, Mm -hmm. and then walks away, leaving Eve to die on the ground.
1: But thankfully, some tourists found her.
0: Thankfully, (laughs) some tourists found her? (laughs) Now, that's just getting into the actual, you know, what happened to Eve there. But in general, I just sort of wondered, let's start there, actually. That's absurd to me. That is not how you resolve that issue and just say, oh, yeah, tourists found her, she's fine. Yes. That's zero. That's low stakes that if you can't even follow through and make us go, what happened next? And just find Eve fine somewhere else in pain, but.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I was happy to, like. I wasn't happy to, but brush past that, whatever. That's fine. Tourist founder, and now she's just working at a restaurant. Um, sure. We're, we're kind of like. Made me go. Wait, what was that? What do we end the season with? Her realizing that she should have gone with Eve
0: this season. Yeah. Well, if we skip ahead to the end of yeah. this season, what well, it's confusing. That's that's part of what my problem with this season as well is for us. Like to- this
1: season is the discovery of like, oh, Eve's not that bad. Which like she is that bad. Villanelle or Eve? Oh, sorry, Villanelle. She is that bad. Yes. She should always be that bad. But for whatever reason they decide this season is the season to prove that she's not
0: well this was something we talked about as well it's the idea that the show can never realistically actually have these people couple up because they are toxic to each other right mm. but it seems like people whether this is a response to people like standing these two mm. that shipping these two together that this is they are now going to somehow make them a realistically romantic couple even though the first season ends with Eve stabbing Villanelle and the second <laughs> season ends with Villanelle shooting Eve They've now sort of got to this weird like mutual understanding that I don't really know. And the bit that frustrates me the most about it though is that season two, while problematic in its own way, they put Villanelle and Eve in contact with each other as much as they did. They had them virtually working Mm. together and I thought they did lose some of like that uh, tense energy, that horror aspect you're talking about. They are mostly, almost entirely separate this season Mm -hmm. until the very end. And then a couple of things happened sort of around them. And then I'm not really sure where we end up. It was all very murky mm. and not satisfying yeah. at all to me. I
1: mean, what I loved about season one is, and parts of season two, is the whole idea of like being attracted to someone that is so bad for you that you were like playing with simple, the idea of blowing up your own life. Sure. And so this season should then be the exploration of like, well, what does it look like when you've blown your own life up?
0: Which it sort of starts with.
1: Sure. But then it absolutely does not do that at all.
0: Sure. Yes. Like, yes, yeah,
1: she's lost her job. Um, she's living in an apartment by herself. Um, she is somewhat lost, but do we ever really spend time inside Eve's perspective of like, what the fuck she's really done other than kind of missing Nico? Like, not really. No. Like where? We, like where is that? Like if the fascinating part is like the playing with the blowing everything up. Oh my god! Now I have to live with the reality. Let us sit in the reality and see how kind of fucked up it is.
0: Very quickly, they <sighs> just make her pine for Villanelle again. Yeah. Very quickly.
1: And it it's, it in stops fact, making Villanelle sense. does the same
0: thing. Yeah, it does. It stop really,
1: making sense. like it's really frustrating to watch. And same with like Villanelle. Like she finds out that Eve is alive again, but I'd. She loved Eve because Eve was giving her this attention, was focused on her in season one and two, was studying – or in season two she's worried that Eve has forgotten about her. But that that initial spark was sparked by – Eve was amazing to her and like was giving her all this attention and thought she was incredible. Like we've just lost – the motivation for the relationship on either side. And you ca- I hate a show that just tells me over and over again that two people are meant to be together without justifying it along the way. I think it's fucking lazy and it's just boring.
0: 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, going back to how season two ended, mm. to try and justify the whole she was found by tourists thing, right? Mm-hmm. Who tells her that? Kenny does. Kenny, yeah. Now, I theorized that Kenny may have been the one to find her. At the end of the last season, I theorized Kenny. that mm. Kenny, we knew Kenny was there. We never saw him in Rome, mm. but Carolyn did mention he was there as part of the cleanup crew. Yeah. And that maybe he was following her because he does care about Eve. Yeah. And that he He's found like her. He's like the only one. Yeah, only, yeah right. Yep. And that maybe he found her because he was following them. And then that's how she was saved. Mm. The fact that the information that found by tourists comes from Kenny... Kind of makes me think it's possible that that's still true, mm-hmm. and that was something he was keeping from it because he was embarrassed about it or whatever, mm. um, didn't want to you know show how much he cared about Eve yeah. to her.
1: But then to reveal that after he had died would add guilt for her. And well, all that it stuff. feels
0: like that's something Carolyn should have told her. Like yeah. she would know if that was true or not, and mm-hmm. it would have. Been, they'd never do it. So if that's true, they've kind of missed the boat mm. on that, and we know they forget their dead characters very quickly. Because remember Eve's best friend that was killed by Villanelle in season one. Yeah. I don't think Eve does. (laughs) I don't think anybody in the show does.
1: No. No, I mean, I didn't until you just said it then. (laughs) Exactly. Uh
0: (laughs) You know, inciting incident for why someone might want to stab this person, Mm -hmm. which is what she did at the end of season one. Things get forgotten very quickly on this show. That's what.
1: Yeah, it makes it just absurd to think how quickly they try to make Villanelle a viable person for Eve to be with. Sure. By, yeah, forgetting... The real horrors, like we can't just have her say, Eve, I've, I've killed a lot of people and then talk about like, you know, we've all got monsters. Sure, we've all got monsters, but some of us have very different monsters <laughs> and I have never killed anyone, not even like by accident. And she does it on purpose all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even by
1: accident.
0: <laughs> not even a little bit.
1: Not even a tiny murder. No, it's just, I have not done, I haven't even been tempted. Well, I've been tempted, but I haven't, I haven't acted on it. Yeah, it's just- Do you just, want to keep talking? Just <laughs> Stop the recording. <laughs> I've said too much. I've said too much. Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's just a bit silly and not in the fun way.
0: Uh, going back to Kenny for a second. Mm. Do you think oh, they paid I'm, off his death? Like, I really it-
1: thought they were going to do something good with that. What As they you, should. What were
0: you thinking they were gonna do? What were you hoping for? I what? don't
1: know. I thought I assumed I I was gonna be shocked by, you know, what he'd discovered, right? Sure. So he must have discovered discovered something big that was really gonna lead somewhere, maybe not in this season, but a hint for like where we're gonna go next season but I really thought he would have discovered something big. Sure. Therefore, he was killed. Great motivation for Eve and, and that was Carolyn great- working together sure. outside of the government once again, mm. blah, 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 Did that happen? No. I mean, they t- kind of teamed up but also didn't because I don't know what anyone was fucking doing. Well most of the time.
0: This is this is I, I think really speaks to the whole season. I do want to say I think the moment where Kenny died was quite effective. Yeah. like just seeing the body by the window it. was shocking. It yeah. really was. Um And, and seeing
1: th- her like kind of go back and look and then like look harder and then yeah, the slow realization of yeah, yeah.
0: All of that was quite cool. Yeah, what what came of that? Carolyn definitely did a lot for her character. She's sort of been a character who has been um a bit of an enigma, mm-hmm. someone who's sort of above it all or disconnected from humanity in some ways, not affected by those sorts of things. So, to see her sort of starting to crack and be affected mm-hmm. was not nothing. Fiona Shaw does a great job with that sort of stuff. It drags on a lot and sort of becomes the focus of her entire character. And
1: Is it a good use of time in the season? That's I don't think so. That's the biggest
0: question. It's like, at some point, maybe we should start paying off the mystery of the Kenny death then and motivate her to get involved. And it all comes back to Constantine in some weird way. Mm. Which vaguely is about he was there trying to protect him, but then Kenny backed himself off the But is that the thing? truth? But I, is that the truth? I don't think But so, either but way, I don't think I care anymore. No. You've made me not give a shit because every time you say the 12 and Paul is part of the 12 and Constantine who might be part of the 12. Who the fuck
1: is Paul? Who
0: the fuck is Paul?
1: Like, why do I care that he's a traitor? Like, why do I care that he's... In, in this, this scene. <laughs> like, I don't know this man. That scene
0: is absurd. When Eve and Villanelle show up and sort of just sit there and mm-hmm. watch this weird thing go down between Carolyn and Constantine and Paul, and then they just sort of like, all oh, right, I guess we're I, leaving now. It's I like, really kind absurd. of I think
1: that's one of the times where I've most connected with Villanelle because Eve is doing all these reaction faces to all these. Big developments of like, oh, he's... Quote, done, unquote, big developments. Yeah, he's done this and Eve's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, how could you? And Villanelle's just kind of got a mild kind of like slight smile looking back and forth going like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Because I felt very similar.
0: That, that I'm... The whole thing of the 12, It's it actually has worried me since season one, I think, mm. that they were... We said... I remember us saying in that first podcast, we didn't want the show to blow up, right? Yeah, It didn't need to become a big espionage, mystery, conspiracy thing. And it kind of hasn't yet because I don't think it knows how to do it.
1: No, it's. I feel like it's trying to do it. But it it refuses to fully commit because it doesn't know how. But it also really wants to do it because we keep spending so much time on it.
0: The, I would like to count the amount of times the words "the 12 are said because <laughs> it's a lot mm-hmm. and it's fucking meaningless. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yep. they are. We don't that we don't know or understand a single thing about them to care about that yep. whole idea. Of the and world. the
1: thing is, like, because really, if Eve is she's meant to be, but is clearly not at this stage. Our like lead character she doesn't have other than her like vague weird friendship working relationship with carolyn has no resources in any way to kind of take down say this world power the 12 so just let it go let her be like a bit of a cool agent in terms of just simply investigating things that are happening that are plausible within her own world because otherwise it's just ridiculous and i feel like i'm wasting my time
0: well, that's because one of the other things that happened in season two was that we shouldn't have trusted Carolyn anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It turns out that she was double-crossing or she was using them to get what they wanted, which was Villanelle to kill that guy, yep. right? Uh, that was the whole point of that thing. And she used Eve and she used Villanelle that moment. And so getting Eve to work with, uh, I want to say Fiona, with Carolyn again mm. was going to be difficult. Do you know what works though? Killing, Killing Kenny. Kenny. yeah, Like that's imperfect like, motivation. when it
1: happened, I was like, Oh, that is, yeah, a perfect way to get them together and to start a simple investigation. Yes, together.
0: Into- those two yeah. working together on this.
1: Like, make Wh- it smaller. Why, yeah.
0: why not those two? Why mm-hmm. not have them, the friction from Eve on uh, against Carolyn, but also they both care about this person. And so it's like, instead, Eve is working with these bitter pill people who I really don't give a shit about. No, no, no. Um. And we, that just, it, it. it's so beyond the resources she had previously. They don't actively, I don't feel like they actively do anything. Wasn't the whole thing, like the big thing was that she had Kenny's phone and eventually she figured out that the password was some date or something like that. It had something to do with the lollies. The he'd, Oh no, that what? was it. No, Bear saw him on the video camera and that's how they figured out that Constantine was there.
1: Yeah. Like, that all happened. I don't understand. So, Kenny kills himself, but they're also investigating because he probably didn't kill himself. Sure. How long has Bear known that he had a camera in the room, though?
0: The whole time. Why
1: didn't he just watch it?
0: Because he forgot about it, I guess. Like, this is the problem. (laughs) It's like, it's so inconvenient. It was there set up because Kenny kept stealing his lollies. Mm. um, And then eventually he remembered that but he had a camera yeah this isn't motivated by anything he remembered that he had a recording and so he went back to the day and found out that constantine was there and that's eventually what kicks us into the next part of the story and that happens really late it's like, like the
1: final episode right? it's
0: the final episode or episode before maybe yeah. i can't remember it's like really late and so the whole time we just spent stalling with this whole we're working with the mi6 but we're working with Bitter Pill, but we're not doing anything like, yep. Eve then just goes for a trip to see Nico, which is a setup to see him get stabbed with a pitchfork, which doesn't work, so Nico is still around, but he, he doesn't does want to be with her, I understand. Why she need
1: to see Nico be speared in the throat? Couldn't Dasha have just killed him and left a note on his dead body for Eve to find? Like, why yeah. does she have to perfectly align all of those things. There's a lot of
0: our assassins being very bad at their job this season And I don't mind a bit of silliness
1: if the rest of the show around it is really tight and awesome. But the whole show feels silly, not in a good way. And so when things like that happen, I just go, oh, for fuck's sake. Because like season one had plenty of silly silliness. Definitely. Like getting in the club and like stab, 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 all that stuff.
0: Although that was quite Scary and effective. Well,
1: it's terrifying, but just like the kind of logistics around that sure. a little bit, you'd be like, "Oh, well, does that really?" Oh, make Oh, the sense? idea
0: that he followed her in was silly yeah, yeah. to like, a degree. Yeah, but you
1: can forgive it because yeah, all the, the other elements are there worked. It's so great. Yeah, but if you have silliness on top of silliness, you just you just end up rolling your eyes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and something just occurred to me: is how ineffective our trained assassins were this season. Oh my god! Like stab. Uh, what's his Nico through the neck he doesn't die mm-hmm. then uh, Eve and Villanelle both have a go at Dasha but that doesn't kill her well she dies eventually in hospital eventually yeah but it's just like I don't know uh, I don't know The show well, it's is just-, just a
1: bit dull and boring like yeah. Villanelle was so fascinating and terrifying because her skills were unparalleled and like with the kind of these flourishes that like made her I guess a star, if mm-hmm. you will, but now she's just like beating people, like punching people in the face and pushing them in front of a train, or like hitting them over with a golf club. Um, I'm like, where is the? There was there was the saffron
0: bit, or not the saffron, whatever the paprika or whatever the spice was that oh, yes, she was doing in, in honor of bit.
1: Dasha. Yeah, yeah. And there's also, but the- she just pushed her off a ladder, though. Really,
0: there was also the two kills. But she shot her the the guy that was trying to kill the other guy as a clown. That was boring. Yeah, she did kill those two people with a tuning fork.
1: Oh, that was, yeah, that was cool. That well, was very reminiscent of the hair thing, the hairpin, I think in season one, and she stabs that guy in the eye.
0: Sure. it yeah, was, I like that. It was very unlikely. <laughs> it's one sure. some of the least likely kills she's ever done, mainly because it was like, I don't know, just the way it happened. I was like, yeah. that's not going to kill anybody, but it Remember was at least that flair. she got in, into
1: a suitcase? Yeah. So we can have that. I don't mind totally. that, but like we've said, silliness on silliness is too much. Yeah.
0: Speaking of new characters, since we've mm. already talked... Well, let's talk about Dasha quickly. What do we what do we think about Dasha as an inclusion this season?
1: She just seemed a bit inept, really. Well,
0: they um, kind of, just didn't seem to use, do enough with it. They just mm. made her the new keeper who had a bit of a history with Villanelle. Mm-hmm. But, like, didn't explore that relationship all that much, I didn't no.
1: think. I found... One thing I did, like, or I saw potential in was... What's her name? Elena? Um, the new like the boss, boss.
0: Oh yeah, that yeah. Villanelle yeah.
1: was like, "Ooh, you're sexy." I was like, "Ooh, this is a cool dynamic." Because she actually was scary because she seemed to be quite powerful. Sure. Um, I was like, "Okay, this could be really an interesting dynamic." Villanelle's got a new boss, someone who actually is in control in situations with her. Because you know, most times when she's in a room with someone, no one feels like they've got control except for Villanelle, except for in season two with the serial killer guy or whatever because um, he was quite oh, terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But generally it's not the power dynamic in the room. So I, I thought that was really interesting and cool. Um, now another powerful woman that she could perhaps tra- transfer those feelings of adoration that Definitely, she has yeah. for older women generally. Mm. um, But that didn't go anywhere.
0: Those there was a couple of really well written scenes between those two as well. There's one where the she- the tiny
1: chair. I laughed at that joke. I, quite I wrote a bit. that down. Yeah.
0: Actually, uh, spoilers. That was my favourite episode because it was like, this feels the most like killing ever. It's been it? all yeah. season. The person who wrote that episode is mm-hmm. next year's showrunner.
1: Oh, okay, that's that's so, promising. Because
0: I got I was like I wrote in my notes like I am angry. This it's taken me seven episodes to feel like the show is the show. Yeah. I don't know why it was. There were other lines in that episode as well. There's a bit where uh, Fiona has an omelette and she keeps offering it to people mm-hmm. who are talking to her and keeps taking it yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a very Carolyn moment and a very witty and Even fun moment. Even though you moment. hated
1: the egg joke Even last season. <laughs> I did hate the egg joke last season. <laughs> when that was happening, I was remembering you having a fun with the <laughs> eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: But that was just more fun because she's having fun with the people, not a random banal observation about too many eggs at breakfast what the yeah. fuck was that about uh the other character that was introduced this season because i don't believe she was in previous seasons correct me if i'm wrong mm. was geraldine carolyn's daughter played- i
1: don't think so because i remember in like episode two or whatever being like did she have a daughter i don't remember there being a daughter but i'm i'm sure they mentioned it probably maybe I maybe know,
0: played but- by Gemma whelan
1: yeah because I feel like I would remember she was in it, right?
0: I think I would remember she was in it as well. Yeah. We we remember Yara. She's been yeah. in a bunch of stuff we've watched. <laughs> uh, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop on her. I was like, she's got to be a double agent. She's got to be working mm. for somebody. Instead, she's just got this relationship with Carolyn where they don't really understand each other, and, and she's they also have
1: seventeen sl- conversations about that.
0: And she's sleeping with Carolyn's ex lover. And gross. N- I don't care possible about
1: possible father of her brother.
0: Possibly, yes. Possibly, yeah. her father. For all we know, who knows? Gross. Um, but like, what? Why? Why do I care about this person? Why? Why? Why any of that? Do you have, Do you have I'd- an answer? Because I've got none.
1: I genuinely do not. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I understand the need to highlight. No, actually, you it just be there- You don't need to highlight, um, Carolyn's repression because it's in every conversation she has with anyone. Yes, everyone's um,
0: commenting on it. But
1: what I found strange is, like, so much buildup of, like, how, you know, you've got to let it out, you've got to let it out. And then I thought in the moment when she discovers that Constantine has killed Kenny that there might be, like, a break, right, some sort of violent outburst. That is not really what happens at all. She's still the same repressed person. So I don't know what all that fucking personal conversation was about if it didn't lead to any kind of, like, knowing more about any aspect of her character or her character changing in any type of way.
0: Should she have killed Constantine in that moment when they're sitting on the couch, her and Paul? Yes. Yeah, she should have.
1: Absolutely, she should have.
0: Because, A, there's a dead man walking anyway, apparently. He's having heart attacks all over yeah. the <laughs> joint. At one point, I thought he was doing the Pierce Horse on bit, Hawthorne bit. Yeah, me where too. Where he's, like, faking his heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's like he's he feels like a dead man walking. I really enjoy him as part of the show, but I still I don't really feel like he's... As, he's not a cohesive part of what's it.
1: What's he doing now? You know what I mean? Like, I what's know, he they doing? They found she's
0: a bit with his daughter and he's... Obviously, there's comparisons to Villanelle. Stop with the dudes. daughter.
1: She was good in... Was it season two when Villanelle kidnaps her? One. Season one. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I don't need to see any fucking more of her. Thank you very much. Sure. And now she's like a sociopath. Yeah. Like, fuck <sighs> like off. Also, what I don't understand is after... I think her name's Irina, the daughter. She runs over her stepdad. Mm-hmm. And like, who's calling the cops? Who handed her in to the doctor? Wouldn't that have been Constantine? And then he's yes. angry that she's detained.
0: Yes, because no, he. Yes, that's right. He's because he. I guess the idea was he, she needs help, and he, that's what he was there for. But he also expected he was going to be able to take her home afterwards.
1: Immediately. I, what kind of help does she need? Uh, other than uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, that made me angry because I'm like, well, now you're just putting an impediment there that the character is angry about that he himself created. For a, a motivation, a man who lives on the fringe of society, I can't imagine him wanting to send his daughter just to a random, what is it, mental health facility? Sure. It, it didn't make any fucking sense and was dumb.
0: I think as much, again, as I enjoy Constantine and I enjoy his general relationship and particularly his interactions with Villanelle. I think some of Me her too. best stuff comes between the two of them. They have a fun little banter there. Mm. His usefulness has worn out, I think, at this point. Yeah. And I think... If Carolyn were to have killed him at that point, that would have been a a nice break for her character, something to change within her. She could have killed Paul then too and just sort of had that moment. Um, But instead he's allowed to live and get away. I'm not sure how much value there's left in that storyline for him.
1: Why they let him take the babushkas, don't
0: know. Certainly would have been very interesting to see what Villanelle would have done if if Carolyn had killed Constantine in that moment. Like, what would her reaction have been to that? Mm. You know, how attached is she to that man?
1: But... Okay, question. Yes. In that moment when he's like, you know, do something, Phil and Alan, she doesn't. And then yes. he walks away and she's like, you're not family. Mm. Is it because he's done anything in that scene or is it just some sort of realisation that she's come to? Like, when is the moment when that's meant to be clear to me that she no longer has any attachment to him. Because she uh, says it in quite like a pointed way, in an emotional way.
0: Is that after she's walked away from him having a heart attack at the train station to get on the train? Yeah. Yeah, I'm.
1: what was happening there? I don't know. Because like, it was framed in the way that it was really meant to mean something. But I didn't understand what it was meant to mean
0: because none of it's made there's not a through <laughs> line through any of this right okay the Geraldine stuff for me a it's way too much of an it's overbearing for what mm-hmm. it is without Geraldine having some other part in the plot
1: mm-hmm.
0: I can you've already put this idea forward that if Eve was working with Carolyn through this season Carolyn uh, Eve could easily have been having a lot of these conversations with Carolyn mm-hmm. right as they're working after Kenny seeing Carolyn sort of Break in the ways that mm. she does or have her her issues. Like, there's so many ways to do that with characters that are already there, not have to introduce one just to have a sounding board, essentially, mm. for that bizarre.
1: Oh, sorry. Yes. A moment that Villanelle actually felt like the old Villanelle in terms of murdering mm. was when she went to that woman's house, the wife's house in the garden. Yes. And was, like, playing a bit of Chasey. Yes. And then that turned violent I was like, okay, that reminds me of... That was fun. Her being, like, so... Something to really fear, but people not knowing that.
0: Sure, and yeah. And as yeah. you, as
1: the audience member, know that, you get nervous. So that was a slight moment of that. She also did good.
0: the one I just remembered where she electrocuted the guy um, with the like hair dry mm. thingy. There's a, there's, so there were a few there moments a like few, that yeah. that were a little bit more poetic, which was very villainous yeah. and playful in yeah. that I sense. I think that
1: was the, uh, the garden one, was the only one that I felt like. That oh, is a good run. one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because there was, there was just a strange, like...
1: A sad woman that just lost her husband. Yeah. And she just, like, yeah, was trying to have a moment of joy with this other woman it turned oh so bad.
0: Mm. Um, was there anything about the v- uh, the Eve the eve stuff this season that you found compelling? Was there any... I'm just trying to think what she did. She got sad about... She was... How did you feel about the, the introduction of Eve this season? Of oh. her... Yes.
1: First thing that I noticed was Eve's depression shopping is exactly the same as my isolation shopping, noodles and red wine. And so right. I I felt that in my core. I was like, thank you so much. And we actually buy the same noodles, so that was nice. Um,
0: How do you feel about that little moment and what that they were trying to do there? Did you enjoy the little playful, you thought she was somewhere in Asia vaguely and then actually she's in like England?
1: Yes. That was a that was, a, that was go, a fun little- I'm racist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Made me see myself, which was hard, but I, I I get it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no, I I was like, oh, she must have, yeah, gone overseas somewhere. Yeah. No, I'm just fucking ignorant.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think it's ignorant when they're deliberately... It, it's a deliberately trying to make you feel that way. In media, if something does that, where everyone's speaking a different language and everything that they're walking past is written in a different language... Mm-hmm. I understand that yeah. can be England, but usually that's a pretty s- specific clue as to where they in a, are. In a,
1: yeah, visual medium. Yeah, sure.
0: But Which also, is what they were doing. but
1: it, but it's yeah, it's important to like get but a I, slap in the face sometimes. And be like,
0: I enjoyed the playful. I yes. enjoyed being played. Yes, that makes
1: sense. <laughs> indeed.
0: Uh, but beyond that, yeah. So yeah, she's in a bad place. She's working in this restaurant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, then Kenny dies. She's missing Nico. She's missing Villanelle. She goes to visit Nico. Nico doesn't want her. Then...
1: Why? Why? Why did we have any of Nico? Why was any of that you there? You know, Nico could have been dead. Why was any of that there? I
0: feel like they left it in a place last season where Nico could have died along with the teacher and they just sort of decided to give him a ending. It, like, is he done now? Is he going to come back to the story? I would
1: fucking hope so. Because is- he had no reason to be in it this season. It doesn't make... It's- no, no addition. No,
0: you know why he can't be dead? Why? Because you can't kill Nico and have Eve end up with Villanelle. He had to be alive.
1: Of course you can because she can kill anyone and we'll forget about it next season.
0: Apparently that's the line. <laughs> so that we fine. found the line. The line is Nico. She can kill
1: anyone. No, no.
0: Kill an innocent teacher that, yes, Eve doesn't like but there's no threat, no problem ever. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, didn't
1: well? She killed her best friend, didn't you say that just before? She Killed her best friend in the nothing first season. Matters. Nothing, nothing matters. Nothing matters.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just felt that Eve was given nothing to do this season, nothing to do.
1: Legitimately, yeah, nothing, not a thing. She's n-
0: a passenger. Killing Eve. Her name is in the title. Villanelle, meanwhile, mm. uh, has somehow moved on. Is about to get married, and then she three- got married. Well, she got married, then freaks out when Dasha's there. Mm-hmm. Which was great. I actually really liked that. Because it was like again, it was playful. It was like, is she like seeing things? Is this is mm-hmm. she really there? Is she just freaking out of a random person who's not real? and then it was she was actually Dasha. Mm-hmm. Um and then her motivation seems to be to try and get over Villanelle is to move Eve, up the get over uh, Eve. Sorry, get over Eve, sorry mm-hmm. Is to move up the ranks by becoming a keeper.
1: hmm
0: Did you find that convincing motivation? Did that make sense to you?
1: Um I understand her wanting to have control in her own life. Sure. Um, I I guess, one, that story didn't really go anywhere substantial other than her realising that the chain of command is actually bullshit and she'll never have power, mm-hmm. um, which then I guess leads her to wanting to find her family.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, that's, it's just it's like, all very clunky. It's
1: jumping from... There's, yeah, there's not a clear journey from... They've got bullet points B. of what
0: they want to do, but they don't really know how to do it. How to sort connect of, them. Yeah. yeah.
1: That in a way that feels organic and that I can flow without being like, I guess we're here now.
0: They literally just do have this. They do it for Eve. And they do it for Villanelle. They do it for Constantine. It's like, just put them wherever you want them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want them over there. Put them there. Yeah. It doesn't have to be any sort of journey to get there. It doesn't have to be another any other reason to be there. Mm. They just go, well, Villanelle wants to visit her family, so she'll go visit her family. Yeah. Eve wants to go visit Nico. She's living off freaking restaurant wage. But sure, she'll go visit Nico wherever he is.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: it, yeah, Very, very convenient. Clunky is the word I would use.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's talk about the family side of things then. A whole episode dedicated to Villanelle and her family, her mother, who she's not seen for 20-odd years, something along mm-hmm. those lines. Did you enjoy that episode? What did you think? Did you find it enlightening?
1: Um, did I find it enlightening? No, because Villanelle is Villanelle. Like she's... She... When it comes to her motivation, it's all instinctual. So I'm not going to then implant on her, her mother didn't love her, therefore she acts the way she does. What I did enjoy was, I guess, learning that her her mum... Is a psychopath or has psychopathic tendencies? Constantine seems
0: to disagree with that. I know, assassin.
1: but I think she, not, does not mean it's yeah, wrong. yeah. I, it's I, I think so. she probably is not to the not a violent psychopath, but a psychopath. And I found that interesting that they had that in common. Um, so I did enjoy that part of it. It was a, I guess it was a nice little break from what we were doing before, like watching fifteen other things. Was it a good use of our time? I'm not sure that it was, but why not?
0: Is it a good thing or place to go with Villanelle? Is what this show needs no. understanding mean, of what makes Vill- where no. Villanelle's origins. Do you know well, I mean? this
1: is the thing. Is like this is what they've decided to do with the character. They've decided mm. to make her someone that we, um. Root for or want sympathise sympathise with yeah I don't think that's that's where I don't think that's where we should be going with her I think it makes it a far less interesting show um, but that's what they want to do and this is the way that they've tried to do it but no I don't I don't think it's it's beneficial for the show I think- to be doing that with Villanelle in that way yes yeah
0: I think you take the episode out as its individual, as its own thing. I mm-hmm. quite enjoyed it in a lot of ways. There was a fun episode. I like things like um, her connecting with the, the little cousin or whatever it was who was so into Elton John. Mm. Uh, I like the throwing. like the, It's just quirky and fun in that idea, which uh, the show hadn't been a lot this season, mm-hmm. throwing the dung stuff as far as she did. Um, doing the one of my favorite scenes actually was when they're around the dinner table and they're playing that assassin game.
1: Mm. And they're playing with the
0: idea that he's looking in their eyes like you're a killer, and the mum was actually the assassin in that game the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I was like that's fun use of the form to say some things about these characters. Um and, you know, then they said that she's innocent and all these sorts of things, like they're trying to to make you think about this character or throw some light on them, and then they had that fun dance sequence as well. I know there was something very wholesome, and mm-hmm. there was it was enjoyable of itself.
1: A breath of fresh it- in a season that was felt convoluted. It's Like, oh, well, I can focus on this, yeah, and I'm I'm enjoying my time here, definitely. Yeah.
0: And I thought Jodie Coma nails it. And even after the episode, when she's struggling with having killed her mother and sort of feeling lost as to who she is, she she thought she was going to get answers and got none, sort of thing. Mm. I think Jodie Coma brings it all season on that front. I'm just not sure that's where Villanelle need we need to go with Villanelle for all the reasons that you said. Mm. It's like, is that what this show should be? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced.
1: Did we talk about the ending on the bridge? We haven't spoken about it, no. How, what, what,
0: thoughts, feelings?
1: I never thought killing Eve would have similarities to an episode of Sex and the City.
0: What? Oh, is so, this a, is this a Mr. Big? No, 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 no.
1: It's um Miranda and her husband Steve, right? So, Steve cheats on Miranda and, you know, the relationship is over. But I think it's Miranda's therapist or they go to therapy together and she says, you know, if you love each other, you will walk across, you'll meet each other on like the Brooklyn Bridge or whatever and forgive each other. It's like this big dramatic moment. To have a moment like that in Killing Eve um, is confusing to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is she going to throw her off the bridge? I hope so because...
0: Did they ever feel like that was a possibility?
1: No, but I wish it did.
0: Yeah, like, that's the difference, yeah. right? You put on the nailed it on the head.
1: Yeah, I've nailed it on the You've head.
0: You've nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the nail on the head. It, you're right. Mm. That's what's missing now. Where is the that? Even Where is possi- the fear
1: that we want?
0: Any fear, yeah. any tension in that moment. It's a will they, that won't makes they it moment. So
1: sexy, which is is concerning. But in context to this show, but is that's what the it show is. is. That's his
0: identity, yeah. right? Like if you're gonna be, if it's gonna be. About a freaking sexy assassin, make it about a sexy assassin? Because
1: so often in season one and in two, when we think of like when Nico figures out that Eve is attracted to Villanelle, what he does is he commands her sexually. And the next day, she is so happy because she wants to be, she loves the control, she loves the fear. That's the attraction. To not have the control and the fear. What the fuck is she attracted to? It's not that Villanelle was beautiful or, you know, wore the clothes she did. It's because she was this dangerous. great, big, powerful, dangerous force. Yeah. And she's not that anymore. The show does, is it stopped making sense in that way. So, yeah, she, she probably should have pushed her off the bridge. That would have been a, a better ending. But, um, no, instead they do a weird, like, rom-com ending where they start – they turn – from each other, start walking away, and then, you know what? They've just got to turn back because they're addicted to love. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. It's so disappointing. Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note. My only little side note was when Villanelle is talking to the boss lady, like we were speaking about earlier, about, Mm -hmm. you know, different ways to kill her. And she's like, I don't know yet, but it would definitely involve the tiny chair, yes. which made me really, really laugh. Another moment that I enjoyed was when Villanelle was in that house killing people with tuning forks and she yeah. went to the room with the baby and the nanny puts the baby down and then just she keeps like pointing it back at the baby and the woman starts screaming and Villanelle is just very amused by going back and forth. I also enjoyed that. That felt really Villanelle to me. Sure. Um Oh, and I, just the dynamic between Villanelle and the boss lady, actually, just things like oh, I've been watching you like, ooh, like in a kinky way type of thing. Like, I really, yeah, I thought that was fun. There were, there were moments of joy in there that I had, but yeah.
0: Definitely. All involving Villanelle I nursed.
1: Yeah, well, what else is there? Mm.
0: Uh, I've actually gone through most of my side notes just in discussing the show. There, one thing that did come in, up in my brain, and this is totally nitpicky and dumb, mm. but is it weird at all that Kenny's background picture on his lock screen on his phone is himself? Is himself?
1: Yes. I thought... So- I'm like... Because he's not, like, somewhere cool, right? He's just sitting in a park?
0: It's him. Maybe he's wearing, like, a soccer jersey or something like that. Right. So it was like, is that, like, him after they've won something? But still weird to have it just you, not, like, you and your mates or the other people you won that with or whatever. If just- you
1: had a friend and you saw on their phone that their background was just them... Just themselves. You'd be like... oh. You'd have to, like, just make fun of them. Like, You'd what the to. fuck is wrong with you, you psychopath?
0: The only reason that was the case is so you knew it was Kenny's phone. But I kept thinking it's like, my first thing was like, does Eve have Kenny as her background picture on her <laughs> own phone? Because, you know, he just died. Maybe she does. But no, that's Kenny's phone, apparently. Anyway.
1: I mean, have it with his new work friends at the, at the pub or totally something. Totally. Like,
0: anything.
1: Anything but just... Just That's so lazy. I'm I'm
0: glad that wasn't just me. I was like, that...
1: (laughs) No, I did notice and I was like... Because I thought it was Eve's phone as well. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Least favourite episode?
1: I mean, it could be any one of them, really. But I think I'm going to go with episode four. It's... I'm pretty sure that's the one where, like, each different sequence starts with, like, their name.
0: At that point in the show was my least favourite so far. Yeah. And I was
1: like... What are they doing I was like, wow because I had noticed that it felt disjointed and then that was just like wow they they're having to do that even now because it's so disjointed and then it, it was, further it got along like oh maybe they're doing it because it's all going to come together at the end Kinda but did. which it did but then at the end it was just like Nico being stabbed, and I was like, Did you see that coming? That's not fucking what wor- yeah, the did. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, like That's I think in that first scene, you can it. see
0: Dasha there if you're paying attention. And yeah. You- and I was like, Well,
1: I knew there was a lady there, so I knew something was going to happen then with him. And
0: then Eve is getting the text messages, and you're like, That doesn't seem like Nico. Yeah. Oh, she's being baited to go there. It will be Dasha. And then I was like, Oh, I was confused at the end of that sequence mm. because he- Nico was there. Yeah. And then it's at the very end you realise This Just an
1: example of like the show, what once was like such a smart, like tightly made, perfectly made show, this is like the show trying to be really well constructed and trying to really do something and not doing it well, which was just like in my face and made me go, oh, it's so disappointing. It reminds
0: me of that episode genre, in uh, yeah. Westworld 3 where it's like they have this concept trying to do something it's trying mm. to do something but just doesn't even come close to pulling it yep. off Yeah, I didn't like that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um my least favorite episode was episode 6 End of Game. Um just feeling the slog of the show at that point. Um Eve uh mm-hmm. has just lost any sort of like thread at all in the story at that point yeah i think enjoying- my note
1: here says go back to england and have an interesting storyline or wherever because she- she's in the hospital with nico yeah. i'm like just go what don't be with him it's a waste of my fucking time anyway i'm all. not
0: enjoying the minute to minute viewing experience mm. i'm not laughing i was just sort of like oh i think i'm over this show yeah <laughs> where i was at, at that point what was your favorite episode
1: um well i wasn't sure you said you yours is episode seven correct so, I'm gonna go with episode three, yeah, I think at that point, all hope wasn't lost yet. um, that's this they have the scene where e, uh Villanelle is going back and forth with the baby thing, which made me laugh. Mm-hmm. um, so you've got Carolyn is investigating the death of Kenny with the bitter pill people who I was hoping would be an interesting new team alongside Eve as well, so I had hope there as well, everyone kind of coming together to investigate. The one thing.
0: Yeah. That was going to um, find the like through line yeah. of the season. Yeah. We
1: had um, a line to Carolyn when Carolyn was going on and on about one of her many lovers. And Eve says, we get it. You had a great time in the 80s, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. So, it felt a little bit like the old killing Eve. It's when they fight and kiss on the bus. So, I was like, yes. this is interesting and Was that the ending cool. of that episode? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that was yes, the that bit is. I liked as well.
1: Yeah. So, episode three, I was like, oh, okay. All right. This, this could really be something. So, yeah, that's probably my favourite.
0: Sure. I did like that ending, and I didn't like the rest of the episode all that much, I mm. think. Uh, my favourite episode was episode seven, Beautiful Monster. I just started to laugh again. That scene you're talking about with the tiny chair, mm. there is a bunch of great little villanelle bits in there. Carolyn has some little bits in there in that mm-hmm. episode as well. Even some of the stuff with Constantine, I think, was a bit funny- in there too. I I just had some of the energy of the show that I used to love. It was back in the show. Mm. And we finally got, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know you didn't think this was super sophisticated, but I did really enjoy A, Villanelle's amazing golfing outfit. And then when- Oh, her
1: outfit's 9, times out of 10 amazing yeah
0: totally and but that whole sequence with Dasha I quite enjoyed and then Eve coming over and that darkness in Eve that we got a little bit of at the end of last season when she's crushing Mm. um, Dasha was Mm -hmm. like back okay let's explore this again we've forgotten Mm -hmm. this part of Eve completely apparently and so it was like okay we're gonna get back to some of that fun stuff I'd
1: enjoy watching Villanelle do an accent I was like oh give her more chance to do accents again please with like the German mother and her being Scottish a really enjoyed that the
0: scottish accent oh
1: which is your favorite
0: which is my favorite that was <laughs>
1: closing I'm his sure, eyes
0: that was unfair yeah like jodie coma with that accent mm. that is
1: it is unfair isn't it that
0: is cheating you're not allowed to do that i yeah. wish there was more no scottish
1: accent is very good Predict- also it to a welsh so if they wanna, sure yeah, if yeah they yeah. want to bring that out as well next season i'm, I'm- <laughs> I'm down. Just We're
0: doing requests at this point, aren't we?
1: (laughs) Well, anything goes apparently in the writers' room, so they'll take any suggestions.
0: (laughs) Predictions, hopes, concerns for next season. Where do you see season four going?
1: I don't know. I I I can't imagine it because it it no longer has the thing that I find interesting about the show. And that ending, I think, really proves that. So then how do you re-infuse that kind of fear and power dynamic in season four? With an ending like, oh, we're clearly going to try and be together.
0: Okay. So, is that what you think? Like, that's how you see it happening. That the next season is like, okay, what happens if they try to be together? Mm. Right? This was a complete waste of a season then. Yeah. Season two literally ended with that going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then they went, no, let's have well, Villanelle Yeah, that's shoot what I was Eve.
1: wondering. Like, they've taken it back.
0: They've, they've, they've take, taken it back. They've taken it back. They literally could have had, like, that moment of Eve rebelling against uh, Villanelle at the end of season 2 mm could have been a whole season. Yeah. That could have been season three. And then we get to Villanelle shooting Like,
1: Because if you go from season two and the trauma of like having just murdered someone and like the high high of leaving that kind of espionage situation into a life of like crime and running and all that stuff could have been really exciting. Now they're just like, I don't know, are they just going to buy a house in Chelsea and like get some dogs? Exactly. What's going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's know. the bit that confused me. I don't know where to go with this. Mm. I think you you stuffed it with your season two ending, which is not the fault of the season three showrunner, I might add. No. Because they were not involved in that decision whatsoever. Which is interesting because season four's ending season three's ending has been influenced somewhat by season four showrunner because she's mm. a co writer on that last episode as well.
1: I think Laura season Neal. two was fine to end that way. I don't mind that. Agreed. Oh, But, yeah, for season three to take it back back is such a weird fucking choice.
0: Yes. One hundred percent. I mean, I hope the
1: next writer can infuse that fun and figure out a really cool way to kind of get the characters to to do something.
0: (laughs) Do you think we're going to see Geraldine again? Do you think we're going to see... I hope so, Brod. Geraldine, at least. (laughs) Yes. Do you think we're going to see the Bitter Pill people again? Do you think no, no, they're going to be gone?
1: But then again, I didn't think we'd see Nico again. So who fucking knows? They might be main characters. At least
0: Nico has a deep connection to Eve, right? That's her former life. Does he?
1: Because it didn't feel like it this season. I didn't feel a deep connection. They
0: were just trying to figure out how to get him out of the show without having he was out of the show. No, no, he was out of the show. (laughs) They were trying to figure out how to make that work without Villanel killing him. Right, he was so out. They, he
1: was in Poland.
0: So they had Dashi kill him, but then they didn't. They couldn't even commit
1: to that. <laughs> he was out of the show. It doesn't make any sense. He was gone. Agreed. They yeah. were divorced. It was over. Yeah, it was done.
0: Yeah, I'm done. Are we coming <laughs> back for season four?
1: I'm gonna give it one more shot.
0: I, I, I kind of want to because the bits I enjoyed the most did happen to come from the person who's going to yeah. be head writer of next season.
1: Let's give it a whirl.
0: There's a little bit of hope there. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't see a path forward though.
1: I mean, I. My expectations are so low. Like, I was. I. Just before we started, I was re-watching recaps of season one and two. Yeah. And just particularly season one, remembering how good it is. Like, I'll happily go back and that, watch season one. It's so scene. good. Oh, my God. I'm aroused and terrified right now. Stop <laughs> it. Um, Yeah, no, it's so good. So It's so, so good. like I'll happily watch Killing Eve season one a million times.
0: And there are shows that are just like that. I've actually mm. had a few people come up to me recently and say they're starting season one. And uh, starting Killing Eve, I'm always like, yeah, season one's great. All i say yep.
1: season one's amazing it's like and thankfully <laughs> that's all they needed that's all they made
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for listening to this episode of hunting seasons you can find more of what we do via our website huntingseasonspodcast.com our logo comes from sean Kirkpatrick, patrick aka at shawny boy draws our theme song and bumpers from lucas lucas hyle of birthday lawty club find links to their work in our show notes you can also find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at B B G O R D E S, Damask.
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Masky Moo, M A S K Y M O O.
0: Next episode, we'll be back to discuss Rick and Morty season four. Have you watched any of that yet?
1: I don't think I have. I think no. I
0: watched the first episode.
1: It came out ages ago, right?
0: I, this is the, yeah, we're getting to this real late. The second yeah. half released not that long ago, but the first half released. Right. Like yeah, six I think ago. I did watch
1: the first episode ages ago.
0: And. Having only watched that and barely remembering it because I'm going to have to rewatch it, mm. there was a part of that episode that I just remember going, fuck, that's, that's so clever, and oh. only Rick and Morty could do a sh- thing oh, like that. Oh, cool, yeah. I'm looking forward to going back to that. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye
1: for now. Bye. Good night, everybody. And so. You can find me at, at Twitter. Fuck, I fucked it, prod. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter and at – oh, fuck, I don't know how to speak anymore. <laughs> okay, concentrate. Just concentrate. One tiny bit to go. You can find me on Twitter and at, on <laughs> –